sense because I look at men as having capacity for nurturing. Mm -hmm. I look at women as having capacity for leadership mm -hmm. and when people think of gender roles they think of something that substantiates their identity I think it is something that limits your identity there's so many men who are in a vacuum of what they believe a man is and they're not being the, the most of what they could be because it's such a narrow definition there's so many women that cleave to internalized misogyny that they don't even see all of the possibilities of what they can be and they narrow themselves this specific definition of being that brand of human. The healthy balance for us is the fluidity, is abandoning the idea like, oh, I'm the man I'm supposed to. It just so happens I take care of all the bills in this joint because <laughs> that's the way it. our life worked out. Mm -hmm. But there was a point in time when we thought that was going to be her. Mm -hmm. And I was okay with that because my idea of being masculine or being a man isn't tied to bread. I take pride in other things mm -hmm. that I do, the people that I serve, the community I'm a part of, how I make people around me feel safe, all of that. To me, masculinity is, if you're gonna do it right, it's more about leadership and less about dominance. We're gonna talk about it, let's go. Needs a little thug. Every black boy needs a little love. If he put it down, I'ma pick it up. up, up. Oh Could you see? It's just me and you. Panoramic view, that's my point of view, babe. All about me, that's the energy. That's the limit, pepper thing. I'm a 10 piece, baby. Hey. Bedroom fully in a fendo. He hey. gon' make it flip, do it with no handles. Never switch your sides, only switching angles. Ooh, we go crazy like Rambo. Up. Every good girl needs a little thug Every black boy needs a little love uh -huh. If he put it down, I'ma pick it up, pick it up. Uh -huh. What it is, ho, what's up? what's up? Every good girl needs a little thug Every black boy needs a little love If he put it down, I'ma pick it up, pop, pop. Hit him up, hit him up In the truck, got it tucked, he get it up Pocket stuck all night, I like You know who to come to every time the world handle him bad. The one he called first, but still he always put a last. She thinks she funny, well, bitch, I'm hilarious. Ho, keep it cute before I embarrass ya. I think it's crazy how they play the narrative. Fuck what they mind, I don't get that. Wait, I be hitting up, I gotta reload. Hey, ass nigga, he ain't fucking with my ego. 30 inches got me feeling Filipino. Name whole weight like a boat full of kilos. Uh, ain't no need for wasting time when I see you out in public with your ass. You 
from me offline But when you walk up in the club, you be back in the vine huh? They ain't tell you I was one of a kind Got these bitches trying to copy on the front of their mind uh, yes. You hate before you brush your teeth uh, I ride your nigga face to sleep Yeah, I might fuck around and make the headlines Make a hoe go night-night like it's bedtime Ooh. Finish it off like this. Violation. The remix. Uh 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 uh. Uh 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 Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Make it all flex. He just want a phone call or a text back. Mm. Never got touched, but a bitch first met. Why would I DM a nigga first when I'm. Yesterday's she price she funny, what? is not today's price. Hold up. Hold up. Uh, 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 uh. You gotta pull it back now. Let's get to Lotto, though. Don't play with it. They stay with it. Be a I'm okay with it. Let's get to Lotto though. And they come to me, they don't pay you. want a 10 piece, make it all flat. Ooh. He just want a phone call or a text back. No. Never got touched, but a bitch stay smashed. Why would I DM a nigga first when I'm the catch? Fuck. Mm. Fuck is a hundred bands. You fuck like a hundred niggas ain't got one man. You fuck like a hundred niggas ain't got one hit. Whole Ooh. lot of motherfuckers speaking on me that ain't done shit. Man. Drop the hundred on a penny, that shit big as Lola. They can't stand to see me winning, so they blame Payola. Big stoner, big choker, no mediocre. I ain't never doing coke, I barely do the cola. Uh, yeah. Don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it. Come on, baby, don't play with it. Don't play with it. Just lay in it. Spin all day in it. My hitters don't play with it, don't play with it, don't play with it. They stay with it. I'm okay with it. When they come to me, they don't play with it. I'm on demon time, taking nigga souls. He in my DM say I'm pretty bitch, I know. Hoes really messy, I'm a rich nigga ghost. He tell me why to treat his face like a rose. Uh-uh. Get somebody else to do it. Posting in New York, Evo Tiger like I'm doing. I taught you how to get him for the check. What we doing? I ain't got a hundred mil, but I got it once I flew in. If that dick don't come with money, I can't lay with it. He call me baby, so it's 200 a K with it. Carisha single and Sadidi, he okay with it. No shade with it, no shade with it. Don't play with it, Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know what fucking time it is. It is dad hats and bow ties. It is the kid XAB. So listen, distinguishes in here today, uh, work, duty calls, you know what I mean? Got some things going. So you know what time it is. It means I'm on demon time. Y'all know when it's just me in this office. Y'all know when it's just me in the studio. 
Y'all know when it's just me on this motherfucking mic, it is time to go in. And of course, this week has given us a lot of fuck shit. I'm going to have to look up some updates while I'm recording because some shit came out last night. And I don't know, but we're going to get to that. But first, we're going to start off with, with what the opener was talking about. There has been a lot of this gender role conversation coming back up. Y'all already know how I feel about it, but um, I need y'all to really know how I feel about it today. <laughs> like, that's where we at with it. So I'm going to play a series of uh, audio and video, and then we're going to get into this conversation. So let, let, let's, let's do it like this. Let's do it like this. Yeah. Let me find uh, the first one. That was uh, interesting, I would say. I think it's the best way to say it. Um, Let me find this video. All right, let's start with this one. Come outside with the blue hair, the hair, the eyelashes, the makeup, the everything. Yes. It just screams like she's just one of those girls, bro. Hey, girl. girls, like stripper Young culture, Miami. like that kind of shit. Can like, I just say one thing to that? You can't say nothing to that because I'm telling you okay. how guys perceive it. So that's how we perceive it. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? What are you going to say it's, that's going to negate girl, what I'm saying? I'm an artist, okay? So when I'm on stage, my lyrics, everything that I do, I represent Christ. I represent this was myself, a cringe I ass beauty, and I represent black interview, women, if you want to even call it that. Oh, Let girl, me land. Girl. Let me land no, 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 no. You can't land no more. That well, boss stuff. No a man does not want a woman who says she's a boss. Insecure men don't want a no, boss. No, no, no man. And I'm telling you, men who've conquered the world do not want this. But are they taking you home and saying, that's my wife? I want a boss. A difference. Sometimes I want a boss. No, 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 no. You got a rebuttal to everything, but you're not digesting. You're hearing, but not listening. Do you know why it's important for you to listen? To you? No, not to me. Okay, to to wisdom. So you talked about being a Christian, yeah. but it says the older women need to teach the younger women, and younger women need to listen, be submissive. But you know how many young women are not submissive know. to what men say? But you say know, you're a Christian woman. Okay, you can't be a Christian woman and buck against what men are saying. That is anti-biblical is anti-god is anti-christ and it makes anti you the great god core of babylon crazy. that's Yikes. what the bible no, talks about mean. i was raised in christian school christian college and i was in the church four days a week all day on sunday that doesn't mean anything no though. it means something it when i'm telling you scripture and you're bucking against it okay. and it's against the word of god so don't claim god and christianity so but your god? attitude is bucking and you cannot be quiet for one moment what but I I don't, don't ask god? me a question respond to what i said okay so what don't school? ask me a question you hear but you okay. do not listen if you okay. listen you would know the questions i ask the questions that you ask i don't really have much to say to them i'm gonna be honest but with don't you. claim christianity okay. if you're not willing to submit to when men are telling you. I can a lot of women are christian feminists I'm not a feminist. No, you came Christianity when it works in your favor, but you put down men and say, I'm, you're rebellious. Can no. I just you're rebellious. When did I put down a man here? You're rebellious. When did I put down you're a man? rebellious, and I'm calling it out. You're I, rebellious. But when did I call you're a man rebellious. Out? I'm not. You're rebellious. I'm not, babe. Don't claim Christianity. Don't you're rebellious. Speak that over me, no, that's I'm me. speaking it over Don't you. Even you talking me. now, yeah. you have no discipline because you okay. can't sit and listen without opening your mouth. Because I don't feel like Because you're rebellious. No, I'm telling you, you are anti. 
Antichrist and you are the Jezebel. Whoever has influenced you has told you you need to be this Jezebel and anti and rebellious. What we're not going to do. No, 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 you're not going to tell nobody what we're not going to do. This isn't your show. Don't don't tell nobody what we're not going to do. Yeah, don't tell me what I'm not going to do. No, but I will. You will not tell me what I'm not going to do. Don't tell me what I'm going to do. No, is it yours? It's his. Disgusting. But we not done. <laughs> we not done. I spoke to Kyra. There was no doubt in my mind that she was what we needed in this relationship. It's definitely, definitely made us stronger. We're best friends. This is the missing link that oh, I was trying dip, to figure though. out. the past client, you know, hasn't been faithful. And I feel like as a woman, whatever it is, if go. you are as with a, a woman, man, as you a man. do whatever is required to make that work. Because as a woman... Because what the fuck are y'all talking about? Yo, y'all using this as a woman, as a man shit to the extreme and it enough, enough. Like the conversation itself is tired. I don't know how nobody realizes that by now, but the conversation about what a man is supposed to do and a woman is supposed to do is tired. We have to, as a community, as podcasters, as black people get off of this disgusting, stupid, silly ass topic. Okay. I don't know what it's going to take for us to move forward. I don't know why people find this so interesting because it's really ridiculously silly. If you have a particular preference or standard or partner, simply seek that out. You don't have to project that standard onto other people and make it seem as if that has to be the baseline because it doesn't if somebody over there likes they man doing this and doesn't mind it you don't have to set a standard of that is not manly or that is Something other than what should be happening. If that makes that couple happy, cool. And if that man is okay with his woman doing whatever she's doing, you ain't sleeping with them. Unless you that throttle couple <laughs> that was just <laughs> pulled up in that last piece. And the reason why I pulled it up was because she said, as a woman, you're supposed to do anything to make that man happy. And so her solution to that was getting another woman that looked very similar to her. Now, I just said I ain't judging nobody's shit. I got thoughts about that for me, right? That, that, that ain't it for me. For me, this guy, XAB. But if they cool with that, cool. Just don't put it under the tagline. Everything that I have an issue with is putting it under this tagline of as a woman and as a man. 
That is the only thing that I have an issue with. Because we're setting these unrealistic standards based off of our experiences, which include when we were lucky, when we were unlucky, including shit that we ain't putting on the Internet about how bad or good our relationship is going is not including other aspects. And we're going to talk about a particular one. JR, we're going to talk about that post. I know a lot of y'all seen that that post going around. I know a lot of y'all agree with it. I don't have too much of an issue with it either. Except for, you guessed it, he hit up the as a man line. This shit is getting corny and it's getting sad and it's getting like ridiculous that every day you can't go on social media without this topic. And we've mentioned this before. People are doing this purposely. This is a a revenue, a money, a cash cow for, for some of these pages. This is enraging emotions right people can't seem to stay away from this topic but my point today is we have to find a way to get away from it we got to start sucking this shit dry because it is causing a divide and it's causing a divide based off of foolishness that nobody is really living by and if you're telling me that you're living by this fully then you're telling me that you never had struggle in your life on either side. You've, you've never truly been a partner to somebody if you are completely fitting into a gender role. And that's my take. You don't got to agree with that. Like you can prefer to be in a gender role, but if you're saying you've never experienced the opposite, that's bullshit. I call cat. You never seen your partner down and be monetarily and be like, yo, I got to step up and I got to get a job if you weren't working. You never seen your girl down bad, sick, or going through something, or got a family issue, and you had to spend a week with the kids with no support and no help? Y'all ain't a real couple. I'm sorry. That don't sound real. That sounds fabricated. That sound like internet shit. And that's what's happening. A bunch of internet shit. A bunch of people flexing their style of relationship as if it needs to be the standard for everybody else. And that shit is corny to me. If someone is asking you about your preference, if somebody's asking you about your relationship, that's one thing. And you know that this has really been helpful and you've tried all the other types of relationships. And when you tried it another way, it didn't work with you. Like it didn't work for you. You didn't fuck with it. It ain't feel good. But when you landed on this form of your relationship, a whole bunch of things opened up and you really want to sing about it. Cool. But that is your relationship. Nobody on this planet can live anybody else's relationship. And so whatever standards go into that relationship need to be worked out between the individuals within it. And it doesn't apply to everybody. So a man is not less of a man if he's not fulfilling the entire gender role of what a man is. You know, we only talk about men and women being constructs when it's convenient. Or inconvenient, I guess. (laughs) 
depending on how you're looking at that. That's the only time we want to say, oh, yeah, now nah, that's just, you know, that's just bullshit that society has come up with as to what a man is supposed to do and be and what defines a man and what defines a woman. But when we real, when we when we want to, we call bullshit. When we want to, we say that's not really what it means to be a man. Being ultra aggressive is not really what you're supposed to do as a man because you have extra testosterone compared to a woman. It doesn't mean that you have to be aggressive 24-7 and you can hide behind, well, I'm a man, so that's what I do. Being irrational 24-7 and blaming it on having more estrogen than a man, that ain't it either. And then saying, well, I'm a woman, so it is what it is. Nobody would conform to that. Nobody looks at that and says, yeah, that's 100% true. Let's not even get into the biology of the fact that for some people, the levels aren't even that crazy. So before I get into the ultimate version of this conversation that has been circulating this week beyond the clips that I just played, um, I have to ask, why are we so attached to this gender role topic? Why? I need somebody to offer clarity. Naturally, I have my own thoughts, so don't come in my DM or my inbox with some foolish, stupid surface level shit because I'm going to embarrass you. Uh, That's the type of time I'm on right now. I will embarrass you. I mean, on a deep psychological level, why are we attached to trying to fit people in constructs that we know vary based off of individuals? When it's funny and joking, that's not what I'm talking about. When it's reality, where it's coming to a point where people are defining constructs with other constructs. Because y'all know money, right? We, when we say it when we want to. Money ain't, <laughs> ain't a real thing, right? We do realize that it is a certificate suggesting that there is something backing it. That's what money is. So we, we basing one construct off another construct to define somebody. That shit is weird. So we need to find out why, why are we so attached to these ideas of, of gender roles? That's one. Because I am starting to think that this is more about power on both sides of the aisle of who is subscribing to gender roles. I think men like the idea of gender roles because ultimately it leaves power and control in the hands of men. And for some men, 
They don't know how to lead without relinquishing power and control. That's not what leadership is, which is another thing, because leadership is another construct that the modern day understanding of it does not even match up with what people are saying they want leadership to be in their relationships. That's a whole nother story. And I'll get into it after this, this RJ situation. Um, but yeah, I'm starting to think it's about power and control. So for the men, it sounds like gender roles often leave them in charge of everything and, and the head of the household and they, make final decisions they tell everybody what to do their word is law but on the flip side for women and i can't speak for them but what i am witnessing what i am viewing is that it's another form of power and control the power to do as i please And when things go wrong, I can place the accountability on the quote-unquote leadership in the household. So if you make a decision based over something that I said or did, and the shit goes wrong, well, you're the leader of this household. So don't look at me. I hold no accountability to that. If this household sinks or swims, you are the financial provider. So, that's on you, playboy. That ain't on me. If we struggling, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to be angry at you. And I'm going to tell you, look at our kids and how they're struggling and they don't deserve this life. Now, we're not talking about the 1950s. We're talking about 2023. And in 2023, it feels like a different version of power and control. There's a clip running around of this young lady. And again, her preference is her preference. But within the clip, she says explicitly, why would I spend my money when I can spend yours? I want a man with money, even though she claims to be a a multimillionaire. I want a man with money So that I can spend his money and I don't have to spend mine. And if I find another man who has a bigger bag. Then. He might just be able to scoop me up from the man that I'm with right now. And so. Quote unquote, as a man. You always got to be top dog. You always got to be searching for ways to have more money than everybody else around you. This is her mindset. I know that's not the mindset of of the majority of women out there. I do. 
this mindset does exist and on various different levels. And again, your preference is your preference. But when we, when we start talking about relationship and partnership, that's not what that sounds like at all. That don't sound like love can live there. That sounds like transaction can live there. That sounds like good times can live there. Maybe a couple laughs, jokes, a bit of fun. But love can't live there. Love don't look like that. Love means going through ups and downs. Financially, emotionally. And I ain't talking about some wild, crazy roller coaster romance. I'm just talking about life. Life will bring you up and life will bring you down. And there ain't nothing nobody can do about that. Cannot avoid that. So what are we saying? I know what the fuck I'm saying this episode. <laughs> and that is this as a man, as a woman fucking conversation. Gotta go. I'm sorry. It's gotta go. So let's get into this RJ shit. All right. Let's get into the curious case of JR. All right. So. Some of y'all may know there is a post from Twitter floating around on Instagram. Per usual, you know, that's how things go in the, the social media sphere. Twitter starts a conversation up. Somebody takes some of the most interesting parts of that conversation, throw them on Instagram. And so we have a man by the name of JR. Black man, full beard. You know what I mean? Looks like he he does well in the dating field. And he writes, I make over three times what my girl makes, and she pays zero bills. I'm with you, JR. If you're making three times what your your partner is making, and y'all come to the conclusion that her money should go to certain obligations and responsibilities and wants and desires and your money is sufficient enough to pay for things inclusive of both of you I'm with that so even if you tried to lowball it even if you said she's making 25k that man's still pulling in 75k and depending on what part of the country they're in, that's sufficient enough to probably take care of her and him and still have a little bit of money to do whatever. But that's lowballing it. We we probably not looking at her making 25K and him making 75. We're probably looking more so at her making like 50K and him making 150. So I'm with I'm I'm with JR. In the 10 months that we dated, she's paid off her student loans, beefed up her emergency funds, 
and improved her credit score. Her credit score. I love that for her. I respect that too. I'm with JR so far. Like JR spitting. JR proposes the question, what if she leaves you? And he writes, doors wide open. I was raised to always leave places, jobs, and people in better shape than when I first met them. So if she did leave, I'd be perfectly fine. I'm still with JR. Practically, there's a little bit of grandstanding going on here, right? But I think in terms of morals, I was raised the same way. You don't go into a place or establishment and just take up an occupy space, right? You go there with the mindset that your presence in itself elevates that spear. It's going to elevate that area. Like you go into a job, if you're just going into the job and you're just taking them space, that's cool. But oftentimes that just means that you're forgettable. And if you could choose, would you rather be forgettable or would you rather be a memory, an everlasting memory that someone could never get rid of? I think nine times out of ten, we say we want to be, we want to leave that stamp. We want to leave that job with people being like, whew, we're never going to get another XAB here, man. That man did a lot. My personal opinion. So I'm, I'm with JR still. I add value to others because it's who I am, not because I want or expect something in return. JR. JR. You spitting, brother. What does she do for you? What does she bring to the table? Two questions that JR raises. And his response is, don't worry about it. Focus on being someone with values and character. You'll then attract the kind of partner who will uplift you spiritually. So I think he meant to put so you can accomplish your goals and bring home the spoils. Finish. I'm still with JR. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you go into relationships or spaces with the mindset of I'm doing X, Y, and Z, so I expect X, Y, and Z to come back. However, and I think this comes up later in these series of posts. You shouldn't have that mindset. But you should also be vigilant. Because there are times and places where people will take advantage of you. Whether they mean to or not. And you have to be cognizant of how much you're pouring into something and it's not pouring back into you. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean 
you're supposed to be taking track of, oh, I did this, they did that, I did this, they did that. What I'm saying is if you start to feel drained by what you're putting into a particular relationship, nine times out of ten, it's because you don't feel like that relationship is giving you the same amount of energy that you're giving it. And energy takes different forms. I'm not talking about, well, if you spend this amount of money, you need to expect that this person is going to spend it too. Or if this person is doing all these different things that you got to do it too. No, but if I go into an interaction with an individual and nine out of 10 times, I'm leaving that interaction feeling drained or feeling like I wasted my time or feeling like I'm not in a pleasant space after this exchange. Then something is off and I need to reevaluate it. Right. And I do think that being cognizant of that is important. But let's let's continue with. JR. So Barry McCockner goes, that's what's up, my G. I ain't say my G though. For real. But they gonna drag me for this, but I have to ask, what's the point of y'all being together if she does nothing for you? People saying that's how you build, but what is she adding? I'm seriously curious. JR responds, LOL, why do you think if a woman doesn't pay bills, she's not bringing anything to the table? I'm seriously curious. All right, JR. That's a little bit of deflection there. He didn't bring up bills. He said, based off of your post of you saying, what does she bring to the table? Don't worry about it. His inquiry is, Okay, well, if what are the things that she's doing for you that maybe make you feel comfortable doing what you're doing for her? And in context, that can sound like tit for tat, but in reality, it does sound like this other gentleman is trying to figure out maybe the intricacies of the relationship that are allowing it to not feel like he's being used and that are allowing it to make it feel like, okay, you know what? I don't mind doing this for my girl outside of the intrinsic motivation to do so. Right. Both can exist. And if you're saying that there is no other thing outside of what you intrinsically deciding to do, then I feel like that's cat. There's a reason why this girl is your girlfriend and not any other girl, right? You can intrinsically motivate yourself to do this for any girl, but why did you pick this girl? And I think that that's what the actual question is. And the deflection is kind of like, why are you acting as if you don't know what this man is asking you? And there's nothing wrong, in my opinion, with that question, but we go further lone wolf acts answer his question first boss or states rather 
And JR goes, the question is invalid because it assumes she does nothing for me, which is false. I don't know if the question assumed that, but based off of your previous statement, it leaves one to wonder, well, what are the things that she is doing? You mentioned all the things that you are doing, but this is a relationship. This isn't a JR show. So what are the things that she's doing that are making you feel, again, comfortable to do what you're doing? So deflection there. little suspect why he didn't answer the question. But I'm still with my boy JR. A lot of the points he made, we, gonna, we rocking with that. Sean Sav says, LOL, this is one of those topics that are touchy. Men won't agree. They have their reasons. And women will agree. They have their reasons. I'll say this to say, okay, it's cool that you take care of shorty. However, if the roles were reversed, women would chastise you. (coughs) Roles being reversed, meaning if she made triple what he made and he had to stack his paper and fix his credit, student loans, add to emergency funds. Women would call him broke and basically question what he's bringing to the table that this girl is staying with him. I have to agree that that point is valid. A lot of women would. A lot of women are secretly in those type of relationships. But also go on the internet and call somebody broke um, for being a man having to do what he's saying he's doing for his girl. So I don't think that that point is invalid. Although I do know a lot of women who are secretly doing that for men. That will secretly have a man with no job or no income or not really able to have as much financial stability as they do. And they are in that relationship. But again, you get on Beyonce's internet and there's a whole lot of cat. I digress. JR responds as they should. As a man, the role should not be reversed. That's just me though. God fucking damn it, JR. I was with you. And then you pulled the as a fucking man. What is with y'all in this goddamn phrase? As a man. What the fuck does being a man having a dick and two balls have to do with? Your partner... Seeing you may be financially struggling or in a position of needing help. And that be taboo for them to help you. What are we saying? Because it sounds like bullshit. It sounds like you're not in a real relationship. If you've never seen your partner struggle, struggle either way. 
As a man, as I mentioned earlier in the pod, as a man watching your woman struggle or as a woman seeing your man struggle, then you haven't been in that relationship for long. And that's not a real relationship. Y'all still in the honeymoon phase. That's just the reality of life. Learn life, young blood. That's just the reality of life. And, And stress don't necessarily have to be financially. But that is one of the things. We have a divorce rate of 50, 51%, something like that. The number one reason why people divorce each other is money, finances, wealth, not cheating, not irreconcilable differences, money. And what does that say? It says that somebody in the relationship struggled with money at some point. And it caused a rift, caused the issue. So to have these concepts of manhood being just financially stable is dangerous. It's stupid, but it's dangerous. And after I finish this up, I'm going to tell you why it's dangerous. Sean Sav says, I mean, I understand all that as a man shit. I understand the roles should not be reversed, but how would you perceive a man who actually wakes up and does his best to take care of his family despite not being financially fortunate? Is he less of a man? I'm confused here. JR writes, if he's not financially fortunate, is he truly doing his best to take care of his family? Uh, uh, Jr. You getting in the, you getting in the tricky water here. This is starting to get weird. We've all seen people be up, and we all seen people be down. And oftentimes, to become financially fortunate, I like that wording, so I'm gonna use it. To be financially fortunate, it takes years. Whether it is you fell down and you had to build back up to be, quote unquote, financially fortunate. Or you build through the ranks to get to a spot where you are financially fortunate. That's not an a entitlement to men. Though, an argument could be made. That the patriarchy boosts men into a position to be more financially fortunate than women. Therefore, more of a burden is on a man to maintain that financial stability because of patriarchal stru- structures. I, I'm, I'm down with that argument. I could, I could see that. And I'm not, I don't disagree with that. But again... That doesn't make a person less of a man if they are not financially fortunate. We'll continue. So a dude named Will jumps in. And Will says, yeah, I was vibing with you, JR. Me too. I was was straight with JR. 
But that last one ain't it. Some simply just don't have it, but are trying. And then JR goes off the deep end here. I don't give a fuck. As a man, your number one priority on this planet is to get money and add value to other people, regardless of your relationship status. Notice I never never gave a dollar amount. Being financially fortunate to me means you're able to take care of others with whatever it is you make. All right, JR. You started off by saying how much more you make than your girl. You make three times more. So naturally, you are in a position to provide more to her than a person that maybe is making close to the same amount of money as their partner. Or maybe just a little bit more. They making 50, she making 40. In a situation like that, it makes more sense for y'all to come together and knock out some of these bills. It's that simple because together y'all making 90. Opens up a whole new door. I digress. This as a man tagline is put in front of the dumbest shit ever to justify it and to make it seem like there's no argument here because the moment you argue against the as a man, then you are not a man or you are somehow arguing against what you should be. Therefore, being tricky. As a man, and this is why I said this is dangerous. As a man, your number one responsibility is not to make money. I said it already. Money is a construct. The other aspect of what he said, to add value into people's lives. Yes. That is one of your number one responsibilities as a human being. I'm I'm not understanding why we have to separate good traded characteristics by gender. As a human being, you should wake up and say, I want to add positive value to the people around me in whatever way I can. That's not just exclusive to men. So why do we think it's a flex to be like as a man, as a woman, and then just add a bunch of bullshit that we connect with and make it seem like it is an expectation based off of what genitals you were born with and what gender you subscribe to. That's part of the problem with dating We put so much value on how much or what someone is making that then allows them to not take accountability 
or the harm that they do when they're in a relationship. What the fuck do I mean? Oftentimes you will see men say, okay, I'm going to bring home all of the money, but let me cheat in peace. Not something I subscribe to. But because there's so much emphasis on the financials, that tends to leave the door open for that abuse of the relationship to happen. On the flip side, we take so much accountability away from character for women that we are now starting to hear certain women say I'm only going to be quote unquote feminine meaning nice supportive caring and nurturing to you when I see how much money you can provide me with and it sounds like a flex especially on these rap songs that shit is not a flex money should not unlock you having a good character And being a good person. We need discernment. If I'm rocking with you for a period of time. And I realize that you are a good person. I should be a good person to you. Not oh you're a good person with a bag. Now again if that's your preference to settle down. I ain't mad at you. Ain't mad at nobody. But we make excuses for ourselves with some of these constructs that we then attach to gender to make it seem like, well, it is what it is because I'm a man. As a man, you know what I mean? I got urges. And as a woman, I don't have to do nothing until my man leads. I hope I'm doing justice and breaking down how stupid this shit sounds. Beyond preference, trying to make this shit sound like law. There's one more post. It'll comes in and says, LOL, I'm just assuming based on your tweet, what people don't understand is she probably lives with you. So you're not paying her bills per se. You're just paying bills. You would have already been paying completely without that. So not sure why people are so scared. And then JR put, laugh my ass off. Exactly. Cool. So this whole shit was a troll. That's what it sounded like. This whole shit was a troll. You were baiting men to combat what you were saying. Because one, I think the whole putting out the finances of what you make compared to your partner and this, da 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 that can be a little corny on the internet. But cool, Uh, I ain't even mad at it. Like I said before, I was with JR in the beginning. All of that to then say, basically, this young woman moved in with you and you said, yo, don't worry about paying no rent. Don't worry about paying no no light bill, anything else. Uh, uh, I'll pay your phone bill. We'll, We'll do a family plan or whatever. Don't worry about it. So you wanted to stir up this conversation. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that is 
intentional trolling. I feel like that's corny, especially knowing the climate of these type of conversations and what they spur. And if this is just to get your followers up, I guess. I guess. And listen, I get it. I know we like to scream from the rooftops that we care so much about mental health. We care about the health of men. But on the flip side, do we really? Because as I mentioned before, this is so dangerous that we are creating a climate where men feel like they aren't deemed worthy of anything until they have enough money to take care of themselves and another individual. I'm going to say that one more time. Men are starting to feel like they are unworthy of good things in life, relationships, companionship, love, until they have some form of financial fortune that allows them to take care of themselves and someone else. That is dangerous. I don't know if we are ready for that generation of men to become men or the generation of young men who are listening and seeing these things to become full on adults. The shame that we are giving young men when they go online and see that they're supposed to do this amount of money or get this amount of money. Before they can even quote unquote think about trying to be with a a shorty. The amount of money that is often projected is nine times out of 10 in a 1% or 10% bracket. Like are we really talking because it's not just nobody is complacent with quote unquote normal lifestyle. Now everybody want to go on vacations every three months. Everybody wants the Birkins. Everybody wants Gucci. Everybody wants the nice cars. So we're not even talking about sustainable living of just being regular with one another. We're, We're talking about, Again, making money that is in the 10% one percentile. If JR is making 150, 120, he's doing pretty well for himself in America. If JR is able to do it, like I mentioned before, in 75, that's still pretty good. When we're talking about the average being around $48,000, for a single person in America. But as I stated before, my whole reasoning of even being on this topic as long as I have been is we need to do better. All right. Listen, I think it was about a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that. We told y'all we did a review of Creed and we told y'all we don't know these niggas. So if any shit come out. Do not project that on us based off of that conversation where we praise both gentlemen. 
Now, Jonathan Majors over the weekend seems to have been caught up in some shit. Apparently, he was out with his girlfriend, who I think is a white woman. And the police were called. As they were in a taxi, apparently a text message came through, looked like it was from another woman. She attempted to grab his phone. He pulled away. And her account that was originally reported was that he open palm slapped her hard enough that it left a, a laceration on or by her ear. When the police came, they claimed that there was enough probable cause to arrest him. And so Jonathan Majors was arrested on Saturday and released. He maintained his innocence through the entire ordeal. And information is still coming out. But essentially, the last report pretty much says that she recanted on two occasions that he hit her. And there is a videotape within the taxi that also exonerates him of the allegation of open palm slapping. And choking her. As she alleges. This should get deep. Which way y'all want me to go with it? Because this this could get. This could get crazy. On one hand. Yes. Now that the allegation has already been put out there. There is probably nothing. Jonathan Majors can do for. There's going to be a crowd of people. That are now going to call him an abuser. No matter what. No matter when the tape come out, no matter the fact that she recanted twice, there are going to be people who are going to say she's doing that for the money. She realized that she put all his shit at jeopardy and she's recanting now because she don't want him to lose all the deals and money that he has on the table. Right. There's always going to be that group now that's always going to follow him, unfortunately. He's already lost the deal with the army. I think there's an army commercial that he did. They dropped him. There is the historical reference of black men dating white women and the dangers of that. And how oftentimes when white women in those scenarios don't get their way, they call the police on the black man. So there's there's that road we could go down during this conversation. And I'm sure there's plenty of sisters that are sitting there saying, this is what you get from dating a white woman. That was never a safe space for you, but you decided to go down that road. I don't know his relationship to this woman beyond what they're saying. They're saying it's his girlfriend. And I don't know. 
how they got together. I don't know details about their relationship. I don't really particularly care. However, I think that that is another road and valid conversation to have. When we decide to pursue others, and love is love, in my opinion. Uh, Shit, you date whoever the fuck you want. But do it knowing what can come from it. Especially when you are in everything blackity black black. Lovecraft, Five Bloods, Creed. Like, you've been the staple of a strong black man for the last five years now. And you are finally at the pinnacle and the peak of that. Where you got two blockbusters out at one time. There is a danger because our society still has not moved past race. And then there is just the conversation beyond a black man being accused of something and whether he did it or not. The dynamics of men and women and again, when things happen and an allegation comes out, how that man can never recover. Now, there's one more thing to talk about. Him actually doing it. What if he actually did it? And what does it mean? Where are we at in in society where one can arguably get everything that they probably prayed for and still find themselves in a position to risk it all for anger, physical possession, or simply a desire or lack of discipline to not hit another human being or individual. Now, I don't really think that that applies to Jonathan Major based off of what's been coming out. can only go based off of what's been coming out. And all of it seems to be in his favor that he did not do it. But it brings up, like, the allegations around Trey Songs, the allegations around Chris Brown, and how you can be at a space where 90% of the country would trade places with you in a heartbeat. But you can't break these patterns. These alleged patterns. We'll keep you updated as more things come out. Hopefully this does not affect his future too, too much. If he didn't do it, which again, it seems like he hasn't. And thoughts and prayers. Hopefully this tape that they're saying exonerates him comes out and everybody can see it so that 
he isn't put on this chopping block of losing everything. Um, but then that definitely brings up the next part of this story, which is when people put false claims and false allegations on you. Speaking of false flagging, false repping, false everything, Kashi 6ix9ine got his ass whooped this weekend. I don't know what people want us to say about, about this. It's not a it's not a deep dive, but then again, I guess it is, right? So allegedly the Latin Kings saw Takashi in or got word that Takashi was at a LA fitness. Caught him in the bathroom, stomped his ass out. The only thing that I'm really curious in the conversation to be had here is how there's a divide on this. And it's very interesting that there are some people that now, and I guess these are the same people that were repping when he went on on the stand and uh, told on his counterparts. But my thing is this. You've been saying for the longest time that this is the type of energy you've been on. This is what you want. This is the life that you glorify. You've been highly disrespectful of people Who have died. You've been taunting. Their living counterparts. To attempt to clout chase. And troll. I guess. To get them to. React towards you or. Attempt to react towards you and then. Get arrested. Or. Raise your profile by you looking like you fighting this. I don't know. I don't know what the end game is. But you've been baiting this energy to come your way for quite some time. Why would I be mad when someone cashes that check? Yeah, seeing him get brutalized. I don't want to see that shit on my timeline, to be honest. Although I watched... Several angles of the video. But at the same time, I'm watching it and I'm like, nigga, this what you wanted. It was just the other day he was trying to make fun of little Dirk about King Von dying. That's just not funny to me. That's not entertainment. I don't just look at that and brush it off and say, well, he's just being him. This is just part of his character. This is him as an artist. Nah, I look at that and I say, wow. Well, I hope nobody catches you. But chances are somebody's going to catch you. And they did. (laughs) Fuck you want me to say. The only other question I have is why does Takashi think he can do these things and get away with it? I don't 
None of this shit is adding up. None of this shit makes sense. There is something that's been bothering me, though. And many people say that their observation of the video has has made them conclude that it's not a gimmick or it's not a fake thing. But literally last week, maybe a little bit the week before, positive shit about Takashi 69 started popping up on my feet. There was a video that popped up was like, yo, he's the only rapper that's given out to the hood. And it showed him giving money to somebody in a neighborhood. I had saw something else that was positive towards him. And then this video popped up. Now, I don't know if they're related. I won't go into conspiracy land too much, but I don't think it's a coincidence that I'm seeing all this positive stuff that's supposed to make me have empathy for Takashi. And then I see something like this. I Again, I don't think they're related. Doesn't seem to be. But I do think that he is on a campaign to bring a positive image back to who he is. My thing is this. Get out of hip hop. That's it. Get out of hip hop or make a bold statement saying that all that shit I was about before, I'm done with it. I'm not I'm not doing that no more. Like all this trolling people who passed and all of that, that is not my brand anymore. I apologize. Like I'm not doing that stupid shit. If you want to troll, there's plenty of people that are going to keep coming at you that you will be able to clap back at and still look like the hero. Stay in that wheelhouse and stay in the wheelhouse of people you could beat. Other than that, get out of hip hop. It's not for you. Not that's it. The cultures are not meshing up. That Trump era is over. He was one of those. We'll talk about Trump in a second. All right, so Cocktails has a clip out, and they make a really interesting point in this clip. So let me uh, let me find this clip and let me play it. Of men try to holler at me when I have my natural hair opposed to wearing I'm wearing weave. I was leaving my building, and this nigga just started reciting a poem, and I was like, oh, "This hell would no. never happen if I had weave in my hair." And I had my mama with me, and I was like, "I look so wholesome with this natural hair. We got to get some weave." I really want to be like, I'm more of a city girl. Leave me alone. 26 inch bust down, middle part bust blonde, down. maybe even pink. I have my thoughts on like performative chivalry. You can't just walk on the outside of the sidewalk and think all of a sudden you're a high value man. Like, relax, sir. So we're sitting at the table. He was like, do y'all know what I'm doing that every man should? Boy. All right. Y'all get the gist of it. Um. So. Do men holler based off of how you present? Like, if you look like you a weave chick. Versus a natural chick. Absolutely. Niggas will switch up their game. If a nigga been in the game long enough, he knows to switch it up or he'll think to switch it up. And that's why you see a lot of these memes about, oh, like, yo, it's the quiet ones that 
you ain't think had it in them and you find out they, they got it in them. You know what I mean? Like, men do, I think, make assumptions based off of how a woman presents. And, and like I said, you've been in the game long enough. You, you, you're, you're bad and average ain't bad. You know, there's the smoker chicks. There's the natural chicks. There's the vegan chicks. There's the, like, crystal chicks. Like, and you got to approach them differently. You got to have a different conversation with them. Things like that. A nigga running up and, and busting out some poetry is crazy. But they are poetry chicks. And they tend to have the natural hair. They tend to have the unk. They tend to speak a certain type of way. And he probably saw that and was like, oh, you know what time it is. Um, in terms of performative chivalry, which was the other half of the conversation. Yeah, that shit is corny. If you if you raise a certain type of way and you participate in chivalry, you don't have to bring to the attention of the table what you're doing. That shit is wild corny. So the fact that the nigga did that, I don't know, dogs. So Connie Diamond uh, was on See The Thing Is. Shout out to See The Thing Is. And she basically said that she believes creatives should date creatives. She said she doesn't think a creative should date somebody with a nine to five. And she was like, it's not a money thing. But the understanding that comes along with creatives in terms of, in her instance, having to be in the studio late, having to be in the studio with a bunch of dudes, things like that. That's what she brought up. I agree and I disagree. Someone who has a full-time job can relate. And that's all I think, for me personally, I would ask for. Can you relate to my creative side? You don't have to be a creative yourself. You don't have to want to paint and draw and create shows and write po. You don't have to be intertwined in that. But can you relate to it? Can you think about it and say to yourself, oh, you know what? I respect what they're doing. Like, I respect it. I think it's dope. And I'm not going to stress them while they're in their creative process. You don't have to be a creative to be able to be on that wavelength. So. I think that, again, I, I agree, but I don't necessarily agree with that. Elon Musk got y'all out here ready to pay, pay for fucking blue checks. Nasty work. All that's going to happen is the shit is, is it should be reversed now. Right? Like if you don't have a blue check. And. You have a large following. Then. Your page should be a lot more valid than a nigga who has a blue check. At this point, because we all know that you probably paid for the blue check. He So for those who don't know, Elon is going to get rid of the legacy blue checks, meaning if you were verified based off of being a public figure or being someone of notoriety, 
that blue check is going to be removed and you will now only be able to get a blue check if you pay for it on a monthly subscription. Twitter is dying. Uh, Facebook, a.k.a. Instagram in this case, is going to follow suit. They didn't mention getting rid of legacy blue checks, but they are going to start allowing people to pay for blue checks and verification. Defeats the whole purpose of, of verification. It's a money grab, clearly. But it defeats the whole purpose of someone being verified. Being verified means that I am of a public of public notoriety that others may try to duplicate my page and or I need to be certified so that people understand that this is the legitimate page putting out whatever news, putting out whatever content, putting out whatever information. If I can buy a blue check and then create an account and do that 15 times, if I'm that bored, I can be Sports Center. I can be LeBron James. I can be Steph Curry. Like, I can be whoever I want. Buy some followers, make it look similar. And a lot of niggas is going to get scammed. Y'all clearly are not about privacy and security. Y'all seen niggas get scammed off of fucking three. Give me your Snapchat code and I'll give you $300. And y'all don't think niggas is going to get scammed with a fake blue check or with a real blue check that's paid for. Scary times. So Tyrese, this was weird. Tyrese's girl and him were on live and uh, she volunteered the information that Tyrese was not her type, that Paul Walker was her type. And Tyrese in the video looks visibly upset. Don't know. The nigga's an actor. Okay. Don't know if he was mad or not. I just know that most niggas would be mad. One, Paul Walker is deemed to be one of Tyrese's best friends. And he passed away. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. But how hard were you eyeballing my best friend before we got together? Granted, I think his girl like 25, so he pro- she probably came on the scene, didn't even know none of, like, I think she came on the scene after Paul Walker passed, but I saw someone write this, and I'm just going to reiterate it. I think that one should have been kept in the drafts. I don't think we needed to know. I don't think that should have been put out there. I don't know, again, how he feels. I did see that she was responding to some of the backlash and was saying, like, yo, I had told him this before. This is not new information. Like, it is what it is, and he's fine with it. That's cool. If you eyeballing my best friend, dead or alive, but you with me, that might cause a divide. 
that might cause some questions to arise that probably don't want out there. But uh, some weird shit. Tax Stone convicted. Um, kind of said it earlier, but it's a little bit of a cautionary tale. Uh, Tax Stone definitely was a rising star on the podcast scene. Probably would have been one of the number one podcasters by now. Um, he was already well on his way. The Tax Stone show was was doing numbers. It was a staple in hip hop. It was verified by all of the hip hop heads. Um, but he had beef with Troy Ave, and this is how it concluded based off of somebody passing away after getting into a fight where there was a gun involved at Irving Plaza. Someone someone got shot, someone died. And it it does feel like a cautionary tale to some extent. You can have it all and you can lose it all. Over ego, violence, anger. You got to be cognizant that when you get put in certain positions, that simply means that you are in a position where you have more at stake. And if you come from the streets, if you live in by street code, living by street merit when you get to certain places you have to learn to let that shit go you do because what's more important getting the street cred or being able to change you and your family and your friends lives and I'm not putting this all on tax I hope tax keeps his head up But this story, because this is how a lot of people see their way out of the hood, right? Is they get into entertainment or they get into a particular place and they make it. They made it. They got the money. They got the fame, notoriety, business opportunities. And then they step foot back into the hood. Maybe not physically, but mentally. And I think some of us think that we are immune once we made it. Like, we can't have bad things happen to us. Or we can't lose everything that we just got. And you can. You can. So there's a lesson here. Our listeners ain't dense, so I know that y'all know what the lessons are. I don't have to. Keep going in on it. Beyonce and Ivy Park, they split. That deal is done. Um, It's been reports for a while now that Ivy Park hasn't been selling in the fashion that Adidas had hoped and wished. And so this split isn't necessarily eye-opening, but... I guess in a sense that you don't expect Beyonce not to meet numbers. Um, it, it is interesting, an interesting story for for some. All this does is open up 
passage for Beyonce to have full control over that brand. So I am interested to see what she does with it and where it goes in the future. But overall, I don't think that this is really a surprise. Um, Yeah, so we'll see what, what happens in the future. She sells out every time the line drops. I just don't think it's what's selling after. Um, you know, like the big launch days, I have friends who bought tens of hundreds of Ivy Park merchandise um, day of the drop. But it's like the drops happen and then you don't really hear anything after. So I am curious to see what the next step is and how how she moves forward. Idris and Lori have been reported to have called it quits. Listen, I know Distinguished, if he was here, he would say it again. I called it. Idris and Chloe look like they're going to be a good little item. But, I mean, the timing on this is a little suspect. If it is true, it's a rumor at this point, but if it is true, Swarm comes out. Chloe out here bigging up Idris about how gentle and nice and sweet he was during this little scene. The sex scene looked crazy. In a good way. And now Lori is like, yo, we calling it quits. Allegedly. Idris did put out a video and then he deleted it where they was together. I don't know what all that was about, but it was a post and delete. They may still be together. A lot of people reporting they broke up. Very interesting. The timing says a lot if it's true. And if Chloe and Idris get together, just call me Nigadamus. Okay? Y'all don't see the play here from Black China. And I'm not saying it's a bad play, and I'm not saying that it's not authentic, but y'all don't y'all don't see what she's lining herself up for. Angela White, as she now would like to be called, just got a tattoo removed of a demonic figure. Uh, got all the plastic surgery, or not all, but a lot of the plastic surgery removed. Is going for a softer tone, natural tone. And everything to me screams white. I don't mean that, again, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I mean mainstream America. Everything that she's doing is telling me, she was sitting with Forbes. Everything that she's doing is telling me that she is setting up her brand to be consumable by mainstream, a.k.a. white America. I don't know what's coming down the pipeline, but it is going to be for the white consumer. I don't know if she got some tips from the Kardashians. I don't know. But every single step of the way that I'm seeing is saying hip-hop culture, bye-bye. Mainstream culture, I'm ready. That's the play here. I ain't mad at it. 
And I'm very happy that she is doing these things that are in a positive light, especially as big of a figure as she is. And everybody knows the backstory. And to see her go from doing questionable things to now kind of stepping into a maturity of some sort, even if it is a branded maturity, but to see her step into it, I think it highlights a lot of things for a lot of different types of people who may have looked up to her, may have been looking towards her career, may have been sitting there thinking that they want to do what she's done. Um, I like it. I do. But we got to call a spade a spade. Like, this is definitely being set up for, like, a talk show or something that is going to put her more in the mainstream light than just the hip-hop culture light. So we'll see. All right, let's jump into politics. This nigga Trump lied to all of y'all. He did not get arrested on Tuesday. I didn't expect him to. Um, But what he did do was raise $1.5 million and then had a rally over in Waco, Texas, which is synonymous with a wild, crazy cult killing and gun battle that happened years ago. Trump is going to find a way to rob y'all niggas. <laughs> and y'all keep falling for it every time. Um, now the question does arise, what do we do now? What do people do now? Do you continue with the arrest? Or... Do you wait for something more substantial to come down the pipeline? Because as I mentioned last week, this Stormy Daniels case is superficial compared to the other two. You got the January 6th case um, and you got a Georgia uh, intimidation case regarding the election. Now, Fannie Willis, who we all know for taking down Young Thug, she's looking to hit him with a Rico. And now I got to get in the conspiracy bag. I got to get in it for a second. Could Young Thug have been the sacrifice? What do I mean by that? I ain't talking Illuminati shit. Get that shit up out of here. What I'm saying is, Trump is always quick, especially with these DAs of color. To say that somebody is racist. What if. Fanny was so. Hell bent on putting Thug away. Just so that when she puts this nigga Trump away. Or at least throws these charges at him. She can easily combat the this is racist. This is targeted. This is that. This is this. Because she went for Young Thug with everything that she had. And if she is applying the same type of Rico case to Trump, then she has a little bit of wiggle room 
in terms of public perception, because you know that he's going to come for her, and you know that the first thing is a racist DA, but she can say, ah, ah, ah. How am I racist when I just took out one of hip-hop's number one stars? Everybody was saying, leave that nigga alone, and I still put him in jail. Questions that need answers. So TikTok CEO was in the hot seat with Congress this week as well. They're trying to figure out if they should ban it or not. The CEO basically promised that all data collection collection materials would be brought to the U.S. All mechanisms and ways that they are collecting data, it'll be brought to the U.S. and taken out of China. And that is what he is suggesting is a solution to the U.S.'s fears and claims that TikTok is really just a tool by um, by China to collect data on Americans as well as to dumb Americans down because there's been it's been shown that there are significant differences in the algorithms um, that TikTok shows Americans versus or the content that the algorithm shows Americans. Um, versus the content that the algorithm shows the Chinese. Now, the hurdle that everybody is jumping over is this could be cultural. There are a lot of differences in the Chinese culture and the American culture. The other half of it is this is intentional. China does not fuck with us. And so it could be intentional that it's like, Give them influencer shit that they like. They never know the difference. Meanwhile, our people is learning how to build a nuclear bomb with a toothbrush and water. It is interesting when we're talking about social media technology and the new era that we are in. How much of this is the future of warfare? How much of this is calculated decade-long spying, infiltry, and everything in between, but using tech, using things that people want to use, putting certain things in your face 24-7. Well, it seems like the U.S. might have the answer to that because according to Sean King, there have been some insurgents placed in some of the Black Lives Matter protests. Let me see if I can find the article. I have it. So. Sean King writes, emergency, the white woman in the left with the pink hair at a Black Lives Matter protest is an undercover police officer from Colorado Springs named April Rogers. With the help of the FBI, she created a fake identity named Chelsea and pretended to be a sex worker that was 
disturbed by police brutality. It was all a lie. Once she infiltrated local groups in Colorado, she started trying to get peaceful black leaders to commit a slew of gun crimes, which they thankfully refused. Over and over again, she tried to get people to break the law. This right here is what we are up against. She's still employed by the Colorado Springs Police. Sheesh. Right there in our face. Why did the Colorado Springs Police want Black Lives Matter protesters to be violent? I mean, we can all come to conclusions and answers about that, but on a deeper level, I don't know. Very much reminiscent of the Black Panther movement and how they were Judas and the Black Messiah. So as much as we've moved forward, we haven't. And we do need to still be vigilant. Crazy times. Last piece of uh, information that we'll go over before I'm going to hit y'all with uh, another what would dad say that is a that is a recording. Is the NW the NAACP has stated that they are putting a travel ban out for black folks that are looking to come to Florida. Um, they're saying that the state is racist. It's not for black people. If you can stay away from it, because it is dangerous to go to Florida at this moment. And Ron DeSantis said, y'all niggas is a joke. He ain't say y'all niggas, but he did say this is a joke. I mean, that response says a lot. But it says even more that people are still going to go to Florida. I think when people play in your face like that, you got to show them. Have to. You have to let niggas know that you ain't for play play like that. Because that's wild for him to not even be concerned to the point where he can feel like he could tell y'all niggas it is a joke for y'all to think y'all not coming here. We are the number one tourist attraction in America. Y'all black asses will be here tanning on somebody's beach. And when you do, I'ma see you. I'ma holla at you. So what would dad say? After everything we spoke about, dad will say this. Relationship is sustainable that lacks reciprocity. My God, that's good. That's a good test for a boyfriend. That's a good test for a wife. Anybody that doesn't know how to reciprocate cannot be a safe place. Another episode of Dad Has Some Bow Ties. Peace.